Can you believe that we're on episode number 75 of Stream of Thought? Wow. Well, here we are, and on a beautiful morning, daylight savings time is upon us, and so we start talking about a bunch of different stuff from the fact that there's freaking campaign signs all over the roads right now, tripping over them, to the fact that... what what Daylight savings time is actually called daylight saving Saving time, time, which is just so So freaking annoying. So stupid. And then we talk a little bit about what is it? I don't recall. <laughs> I don't we talk, we, well, we talk about we talk about signs littering around uh, college campuses, kind of <laughs> a little bit uh, campaigning. We talk about what else? Did we the rise talk- to power. I mean, it was it was a very fluid yeah. stream of thought, so to speak, where we go in and out of all subjects. But it sort of ends with a very nice little examination of. What does it take to be a politician? What does it take to get power? Yes. So with that being said, episode number 75. (laughs) We hope we hope you enjoy. (laughs) What do you so teamwork. Yeah, maybe this is the last the last episode, the last episode that we have to worry about sound issues. Yeah. Now that we can can I hear can I hear I'm um, right, Ricks? So we figured out. So <laughs> just to bring people up to speed, I love adventure. For 2 years for yeah, for two and a half years since the conception of v- straight up in VNR Media the song that never ends has been the technical issues related to sound. Just one thing after another. And, and half the time, let me tell you, half the time is me trying to tell them <laughs> that there is an issue going on. No, 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 I don't hear anything. It's totally fine. Don't worry about it. But go on. And um, and what happened on one episode was, well, when Neil was here, I can't remember. Okay, so what happened was... There was, I came here one time to do something with the microphones, and I turned Rick's microphone all the way down instead of just unplugging it, the gain. And then Neil was here. And, you know what? Fuck it. Long story short, the problem was with the, with the plug-in, the third plug-in. It had nothing it, to do with the microphone. Out, yeah. It had nothing to do with the knobs. It had nothing to do with anything other than just there's something weird going on with the actual plug-in on the mixer. Which was actually the last thing that we tried. Which we didn't, we didn't we actually tried. consider that one of the panels on our we tried sound, sound control board. Switching out the microphone, switching out the XLR cable, and then the but input. now that you hear the difference, you can be attuned to that in the future that, like, a little... Meta- now, now that's all you're going to think about when you listen to past episodes. It's only a few, as there's a slight pause when I drink my water. So I was asking who do you, who is responsible for cleaning up the um, cleaning up the signs for what the hell is it for primaries? The, the, yeah, primary elections. Because there's obviously if it's in front of a property like that would be. I, th- I was just thinking like in a public place or it's like some weird ass place like the other side of the highway that I've seen it because I thought back when I was at Purdue we would put stuff uh, different clubs. Would would post things on the sidewalk. They would take out, have computer paper, like a normal sized sheet of computer paper, 
it could be a different color, blue or pink or green or whatever, with like a thing, a call out to go to some club meeting or whatever, some event. And then they'd use masking tape to tape it onto the sidewalk or onto the concrete. Okay. And everybody did that. So there are thousands of these all over campus. And I was just, I was asking, who's responsible for cleaning out the signs? Because no one was responsible for cleaning that up. Nope. But what happened is people would just step on it. It would rain. Yep. And after stepping disgusting. on the tape the and tape the and everything, there. it would just get kicked up and mm-hmm. just be left there. Yeah. And uh, by the time I was a senior, they had said, okay, this is not allowed anymore. And now what we have, they would have these giant uh, wooden pillars that you could staple things onto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only problem is now you're stapling shit onto this thing. So now you have a crap ton of staples. This was yeah. this would have been almost ten years ago that this happened. So oh, I yeah. can imagine like if do they do people go around and take the staples out? Do they have to replace these pillars with brand new like it's just build up of staples. But oh, yeah, yeah, to absolutely. go from taping taping down paper, getting all getting your sidewalks all crapped up and with masking tape and rain and snow and all that. Well not so but because they didn't do the winter as much. But then they moved, like, okay, this is now the solution to this problem. Now, was this always – do you know if this was always the case where they would tape so- their their posters or whatever to the uh, sidewalks? sidewalks? Was that always how, how people did it? Or was it yes. one year suddenly everyone just started no, doing it? it since, okay. since I was a freshman, that's how it was done. And everyone just disappeared. You, mo- would think that you would think that they would come up with a solution to and it, it mostly, sooner it than – it wasn't uh, – Usually, like, the sidewalk sidewalks next to the street. It was just, like, any c- c- concrete real estate in between buildings. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it, um, it really... you. I mean, it just covered everywhere then. Yeah. Like, every inch. Almost. Almost every inch. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. Was it, w- was this for... What was this for, specifically? This was just for anything. You wanted people to, like... Oh, this wasn't just for elections? This was for... No, this was for anything and everything all school me? year. The entire school year. This is Purdue? Like, uh, club call-outs. Brown, rush man. ATO. Uh, like, you might want to take a look at that certificate again. Anything. See if it's right. Anything. How could they allow something like that on such a large campus to not know. implement some sort of restrictions I on... I don't know. Taping stuff to the sidewalk, holy cow! For anything, that's your cor- that's your corkboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the area you walk. Yeah. That is absurd. That's what we did. Yeah, man. When it comes to uh, when it comes to elections, and when you have all the signs all over, yeah. I mean, basically, it's the same thing. That no one's really responsible for cleaning them up. So eventually, someone will be a good person and take them down. Normally, it's the person who lives closest to where the signs are. Yeah. But, you know, well, and on the highways, you'll have the highway, highway crews yeah. who pick up garbage anyway, just clean yeah. up the signs. But, yeah, there are actually pretty stringent restrictions as to legally where you're allowed to place signs. When I painted houses in college, we uh, would put signs up in random places and – Shortly thereafter, in public places, you know, like by, oh, yeah. by the underpass, mm. like the next day they're gone. Police yep. would take them. Like, oh, nope, yeah. Can't put Absolutely. These here. Yep. The well patrolled areas. We once, are. when I was selling, <laughs> when we were 20, right before junior year started, Brian Dorgan and I were selling lemonade at, uh, at an intersection at, uh, by where Newton Park is. Mm-hmm. In between Newton Park and Sunset Pool, we're selling lemonade, and 
I put up a, I like tore a piece of poster, used a part of a piece of poster and wrote like lemonade with an arrow and put it on a tree, <laughs> like just like a half block down yeah. in like every direction. And the police came and were like, they, you get, you guys got to take these signs down. You can't put sign, you can't tape signs on these trees on the parkway. <laughs> so fucking funny. Day. I mean, it's creative. But good though. luck selling lemonade. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, I mean, you, you you don't know until you try, right? Yeah. And uh, oh, it's you got experience. We made almost a hundred dollars in two days, dude. Man, and we only spent three hours each day selling lemonade, and we made almost so a total of like a hundred, almost a hundred dollars. I think we did, and then we like deducted our costs for. So made around a hundred dollars in a matter of like six hours. <laughs> That's a Glen Ellen lemonade stand for you, right there. My next Holy both cow. both of my next door neighbors at the time. Both of my next door neighbors at the time um, had taken like a dollar or two, and as they were driving by at the stop sign, I was like about to try and walk up and give them lemonade, and they just threw money and they really? just drove off. <laughs> so we easily got at least probably about maybe five to ten dollars where people just throwing sympathy dollars at that us. Is How old were you? <laughs> Twenty. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was 20. What? Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. 20. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Because we were hanging out one time. Wow, yeah, like, those are sympathy dollars, but not, I think, not the sympathy that you want to You know what we were doing? We were trying to get... Oh, look we at were, that poor kid. He you know must we were have doing? something wrong with him. I believe a dollar. we were... We were trying to make money. Are <laughs> we you were, kidding? 20 we trying years to, old? No, listen, no, this is the best part, too. Oh my I'm pretty God. sure we were trying to make money to buy some weed. <laughs> so <laughs> you think, open up a lemonade stand. I think we were trying to buy. I think old. we were trying to buy like a half ounce of weed or something like oh that. Oh my like, God! Well, and he was like, "Well, like I sold lemonade one time with like was this Hines and Weatherall. No, Brian Dorgan. Listen, you, oh, if you sorry, listen, missed, you have known Brian it was with Brian Dorgan. You have known I was twenty. Okay, I said I, this I missed. I, I I totally overlooked the twenty. So. He said, like, I right. was selling lemonade with, like, Weatherall and Heinz one time, and we made some money. Maybe if we sell lemonade, we can – I'm pretty sure we sold lemonade so we could buy weed <laughs> to bring back to college, to bring oh, back to school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For some reason, I just my, – my ears didn't hear you say 20 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I, because uh, I mean, you said lemonade stand, so I'm like, oh, okay, like that's where and my I mind don't is going. Know. Who who does a lemonade stand? I don't know anyone yeah. over seven years old <laughs> who does a lemonade stand. And I can't recall exactly. We may or may have, we may not have had a bottle of vodka. And if adults wanted to pay an extra dollar or two, we'd put alcohol. I can't recall exactly. I don't think that is true. But I believe it might have been true. I can't you know, remember. this story rings a bell. I feel like you might have told it back in high school, like after it happened. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, back in college after it Maybe. Happened. It happened uh, back August 2008. Okay. So 10 years ago. Because it was when Pineapple Express. Then, like, the next week, I remember, like, Pineapple Express came out or something. We saw Pineapple Express. Because I vaguely recall something about vodka and lemonade. Yeah. So <laughs> you might have told me that story at some point. But I sold oh lemonade to uh, – I, I met my uh, – uh, so I go up to this, this one woman is like, I'll buy some lemonade. And she's at the stop sign. Every adult that we sell lemonade to, uh, if they're not walking by, like they're at the stop sign. So like we get our lemonade, we run up, they give us the money and they go, you know. 
And uh, I go up to this one car, and I'm looking at this woman, and she's like, "Come on, come on! I gotta go. I, I'm at the stop sign, and I'm 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 frozen." It was my teacher from kindergarten. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Mrs. Did Chain. Did she recognize you? Yeah, I because I've seen I've seen her like maybe three or four times since being in kindergarten. So like because my wow. mom knows her because my mom she used to. After Ben Franklin, she went to Churchill, and my mom worked there for a few years. And I remember, like, one time I went to Churchill one time to go do something, and, like, I saw her. So I haven't seen her in several years, but I've seen her. I saw her between then and kindergarten in a 15-year time span, like, a handful of times. That's interesting. Like, as I was yeah. growing up. So That's a weird experience. She you always remember your teacher. She didn't recognize me right away, but I was like, it's me, Victor Marquez. And she's like, oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. I gotta go. you were, you know? like, a child yeah. back then, and you've, you know, turned into... Yeah, whatever you are few, right she's now. She's seen me a few times. <laughs> Miss, but at, back then, it's crazy. She was uh, Miss Carollo mm. before she got married. Yeah, dude, That's- it's super weird that now I think of going back uh, things in my childhood, and I'm like, holy shit, I am the same age or older when I knew this person who, in my mind, was an adult. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'd rather not think about it. <laughs> crazy stuff yes so but uh daylight savings time so you yeah. ended up this is this is i think the curse of not having a synced watch to anything is that you're going off your watch you i don't know what was the, what was your well, story what so was, i had my you were originally supposed to tape at what like eight o'clock i had morning. my sleep cycle set so this is what happened yeah. I woke up at four thirty this morning, ready to start the day. Mm-hmm. But it's cold and it's it's cold and it's dark. So I said, flat. I said, yeah. "Fuck it, I'm going back to bed." Yeah. Even if it was dark and warm, I would have probably stayed up. But it was a little bit cold. I said, "Fuck this!" Like I have zero ambition to be proactive. So I went back to bed. Woke up again at six thirty when my sleep cycle alarm was going off, mm-hmm. and I can't remember why I didn't get out of bed. But I didn't. And then I saw that it was like... Do you sleep with your watch on? Do you yeah, ever, yeah. Oh, you do? And then okay. I saw that it was 7.30 on my watch. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to start the day right now. Yeah. And then like a few minutes later, I look at my phone. I'm like, wait, what? I was yeah. like, wait, did I just yeah. fall asleep and not realize it? What the fuck? And I look at my um, watch again and... And it says seventh. I'm like, what? what uh, oh yeah. Did your did your heart head. jump in your? No, I didn't have any chest really a little bit. Like, well, like when when suddenly you're like, wait just a second, something's not right, or like I was adrenaline just, spike or something. I was just happy that something's not connecting. I was no, I was fine. I was just happy okay. that I didn't have to be at work early this morning because <laughs> I would have fucked that up. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no, the sleep cycle would have gone off, and I would have gotten out of bed. You know, way to yawn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, cause I had set my alarm for six o'clock and I not taking into account that daylight savings time. And apparently, uh, so I had a text sent to you, like, remember daylight savings time, but for some reason it never sent. So oh, I'm like, oh okay, really? well, so you never got that, but I woke up at six thinking, okay, like, you know, Victor will probably be up early. So I'll just be ready to go whenever he's, yeah. he's up. And I forgot that it was daylight saving time, so I wake up at 6 o'clock. I'm used to the sun at least starting to rise. And it's just like, oh, like, why do I feel so tired still? Why is it still so dark? 
I'm like, oh, crap, it's daylight savings time. So now the yeah. sun's not coming up till about, you know, a little after 7. Yeah. 7.15, 7.30. And, uh, yeah, it really puts a damper on trying to, like, have the energy to, <laughs> to get up. <laughs> Why am like, I so tired? Oh, Why is it so goodness. dark out? Yeah. It's it's a weird change. There, there's a story behind daylight savings time, too. And it's not about farming. People always say that it was about farming. But... The reason why we had daylight savings time, but it has no actual implications in regards to production, like farming production. Right. Like I the mean, sci- this, there's no science. Be- there's no beneficial science behind daylight savings time. It's I think, basically the moral of the story. I think isn't whatever. Well, why did he, I don't even know why I got started, but I think there's a story behind it. I think there's people that wish it didn't happen. There's some places in the country that don't do it. Like I think Arizona. There's a place like, in Indiana that doesn't. Uh, and the reason that I learned that is because the West Wing had an episode where they were doing a campaign trip through Indiana mm-hmm. and they were in that town that didn't observe daylight savings time. And they said, everyone, you know, like set your watches to wherever we're leaving at this like, time. And one of the staff members about? didn't and ended up going off and getting left behind. So <laughs> kind of like you, <laughs> you went to <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that story when they left, when you walked like. The horrible Took the bus, experience. Walk three yeah. miles in the snow. You're, no one's around in the parking lot. Oh, we just decided to leave early. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, we can't really do anything. So <laughs> bye. <laughs> yep, my experience with the Joe Biden for president campaign back and in two thousand seven. And then you just unleashed on everybody, and they're like, "Pull you aside. What the hell is going I didn't, on?" <laughs> I didn't unleash on everyone. Just, just my boss. Okay. <laughs> Which, as an intern, is not a wise thing to do. But yeah, I tend to that dude. Yeah, I. <laughs> that was that was an eye opening experience. But uh, yes, yeah. So anyway, there are uh, places in the country that yeah don't observe daylight savings time. I didn't know about Arizona though. I think I don't know. I just kind of made that up. Yeah, I believe so. And there are places and there are different – so, like, it's weird. I know Mexico, some places don't do – like, daylight saving sign isn't the same weekend for every country. Correct. Like, some people are like, oh, we're doing ours at the end of March. Well, well we do ours at the beginning of March. I didn't think okay. – do all. Okay. So, here's – okay from, from history.com. Here's uh, eight interesting facts and I'll just okay. read through them. Okay. I won't read the descriptions. I'll just read the interesting right, facts. Right. And if anything strikes you – it's daylight saving time, not daylight savings time. Daylight savings. Da- daylight saving. I tr- time. Daylight saving. Daylight saving time. I tried to say saving, but I can't. Daylight Everyone savings. just says daylight savings. I don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> Though in favor of maximizing daylight waking hours, Benjamin Franklin did not originate the idea of moving clocks forward. Read that one again. What was it? Although, though in favor of maxim, maximizing oh, okay. daylight waking Maximize, hours, okay. Ben Franklin, who did is, not originate, did not, okay. did not okay. invent it, or did not invent the idea of moving clocks forward. Englishman William Willett led the first campaign to implement daylight, daylight savings time, and he's a guy from London in 1907, 1905. So Never heard of him. Okay. 100 years. Germany was the first country to enact daylight saving time. Okay. Daylight saving time. I hate saying yeah, that. Yeah, me too. It's so annoying. In the United States, it was not intended to benefit farmers as many people think. Okay. I told you that. Um, it was the sun, not the clock, that dictated farmers' schedules. So it didn't really change. Did they even they have clocks back then? They weren't interested in clocks. You know they, they worked on the sun. Yeah. So it wasn't It wasn't about – I mean they did sun like – but that. they didn't use have wristwatches or anything to go by. Okay. And actually, 
the agriculture industry was opposed, was very against daylight saving time. Why? So wait, 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 wait. So they work by the sun, not the clock. So what difference would it make if they changed the clock? It was disruptive because it, it, for the, for a growing industrial thing that employed people for certain hours of the day as clocks were becoming a thing, Mm -hmm. like it was disruptive to people's schedules because they operated as the sun sort of okay. did. And, and so Got they it. did their own thing. Got there weren't it. like standards in place. Um, yeah. Uh, for decades, daylight saving time was a confounding patchwork of local practices. So basically states and cities did their own things with daylight saving time. Like they changed it at different points of the year. No, okay. they, There was not, not a national one. Until 1966, so like 50 years ago. What? It was not nationalized until. So people just did it whenever, the wherever. Time act. Yeah, people would just see if you go Some to a city, of the country, maybe they're doing a daylight saving time, maybe not. So every place oh, that you went. Oh wow! There were 23 different pairs of start and end dates in Iowa. Are you kidding me? And in St. Paul, Minnesota. So in St. Paul, Minnesota, you could just go city block and it'd be a different time. Wow. You could tell how that could be a problem. <laughs> so, yeah, they ended up instituting in 1966. Uh, not everyone in the United States brings springs forward. Yes, we know that. Hawaii and Arizona do not observe. So you're right. Okay, so, so Hawaii right. and Arizona. And then uh, the, some of the U.S. territories and it, some Amish communities don't observe it. And uh doesn't say anything about the Indiana town, but I know that there is one there. I don't know. Yeah. If they're still doing it. So I see here. I'm going to – my turn now. no energy – energy conservation does not result from daylight saving time. Okay. Okay. So I did a little bit of research. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) As I was rambling on. By research, I mean I just entered daylight saving time and came to see what showed up. You know what I do like about Google when you you Google something and then it – self-populates popular Uh questions and you just hit the arrow and it Mm -hmm. unfolds and then like more questions come up. So – it just says, the main purpose of daylight saving time, again, no S, called summertime in many places, is just to make better use of daylight. Nothing in regards to farming, like you said, or anything else, just to make better use of, of daylight. Um, ooh, this is interesting. How many countries do not observe daylight savings time? There are 70 countries that do not observe Daylight savings time. There's only what, like 140. Japan, countries. India, wow. and China are the only major industrialized countries that do not observe some form of daylight saving. Um, Say those again. Th- there are only. Uh, Never mind. Go on. Okay. Going. So, why is there no daylight savings time in Arizona? Because it's uh, Native American. With the exception of the Navajo Nation, Arizona does not use with the uh, – all right. That doesn't really give me an answer. It's just talking again. <laughs> wow. You're a wealth of information. Mine actually aren't as interesting as I, I thought they were going to be. Because I know the right search engines down <laughs> and I know where to find them. I saw something on CNN and then I decided not to click on no, it. No, don't click on CNN. Oh, and then what's next? Fox News. No, thank you. <laughs> what about Newsweek? Is Newsweek a reputable Newsweek source? Newsweek is, uh, yes, They're a reputable pub- publication. But I feel like we've exhausted okay. the, the fun facts right. about daylight saving. Right, 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 um, right, right. But going back to, uh, unless you have anything else. No. Okay. To do going you, back, we're moving forward. Because 
we talked about this on the ride home, I think from our last taping. Uh, and I, 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 it wasn't about the signs, but it was the question of, so we got primary season coming up. Oh, yeah. And the primary date <laughs> yeah. for the Illinois primaries is in a Tuesday from now. And I asked Victor, who is very excited to vote in the next, what, upcoming midterm or presidential election? I'm vote? super pumped for uh, – 2020 presidential election. So somebody who says that he's super stoked for the 2020 election, <laughs> what what were your words when I asked if you're going to vote in the primary? Oh, I, I, I said, uh, what did I say? I said something like, well, if it's not the presidential election, it must not be <laughs> important <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? But know that I, I said that. I'm not because that's like my core belief. I said that just to get a reaction out of you. Yeah, and did you like my reaction? And what? Did, well, I don't. I don't recall what you said. I was pretty flabbergasted as yeah. somebody who wants <laughs> to be a participant <laughs> in democracy. There's early voting. You can go into uh, town hall, yeah. cast your vote. You were like, yeah, you said, well, you can do early voting. Da, 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 da. I was like, I don't give a I shit. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to uh, an audition yesterday. Uh, one of my auditions yesterday was at the li- was at a library in Chicago, like in a meeting room, and there are these people outside the entrance um, handing out pamphlets to vote, and they're like they are trying to pass this out like something voting voting, and I just immediately I'm downtown so I put on the blinders no thank you and just walk past them, and I was like voting what. What the, what's going on today? What? This is what democracy Because you can vote like. at the library. Is, so they're yeah. handing out random shit. And I'm waiting, looking over um, my the sides, and these two other girls walk by uh, who are also there for the audition and because we're in this other waiting area. And I see they, they didn't get away. They got the pamphlets yep. in their hand. Yep. And then another girl shows up, and she didn't get away. She's got a pamphlet in her hand. <laughs> Pamphlet in her hand too. Yeah, any way they can get you. But yeah, in all honesty, I don't. I, it's not that I don't want to vote. It's just that I don't really care. And I'm sorry if you don't. If that's a problem for you, but that's the truth. No, so, it doesn't have to be a problem for other people. It just has to. Right. If you feel frustrated at your government, then you have an yeah. opportunity to make a voice. But if you don't really care, then. And you know, I, you know what I do? Except the fact that you may lose all of your rights. You know what I do as a white straight male. You know what I do not in, not like is when people um, – when – okay, so you know how like in any other – for major uh, controversial subjects, it could be race or guns or women or whatever the hell. People try and force their opinion on you without really listening to what you have to say. I fucking hate it when people make you feel guilty – try and make you feel guilty for not voting like – People fucking died so you can have the right to vote. Yeah, well, maybe I don't feel any of the candidates deserve my vote. Or I just don't want to. So fuck off. Like, I'm sorry. Not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that... Yes, you can't You can't force someone else's opinion on you. when, Or somebody else can't force their opinion on you if it's something like, Oh, well, you know, how could you not respect the right to vote? But I think that a little bit of education, you don't need to be told... That voting is important, you know why voting is important. Like if you know that even the small races, the city, county board sort mm-hmm. of things that start out small, that's where all the immediate politics happens and everything sort of goes up from there. Yeah. And it's a representation. I mean you look at 
The practical implications of a state like Virginia, for example, is that the Republican Party saw it as very important for these smaller elections that most people, like yourself and a majority of Americans, don't really care about. But they found it very important to do what you're seeing all over the place, just like campaign like hell, win those really small races. And they were able to capture a majority of the state legislature in time to uh, when the census was coming around mm-hmm. to redraw district maps. And so they did what's called gerrymandering. I don't know if you've heard I've of that I've heard term. of that term, yeah. Where you make congressional districts. That I think the last time I heard that term was uh, junior year <laughs> of high <laughs> yeah, school gen- when we're learning all the stuff about the government and where the flag is supposed to be placed on a stage and oh, um, yeah, that's everything, right. yep. and anything yep. and everything related to that uh, test that we had, two-hour oh, test that yeah, we had to take. Yeah, that's right. You know, at the beginning of the school year. Yep. Yeah. So gerrymandering. It's this, this process of we live in the 6th congressional district. I didn't even know that. Wait, do we? Well, I might need that. No, no, no. I really need to. Okay, I'm go not ahead. Gonna... If you need to know it, go ahead. I can just talk while you look it up. Yeah, so I, it's not that I don't think it's important. It's just I'm a total prime example of the byproduct of the culture. Like, we don't – like, voting isn't a th- – voting just isn't a thing, like, that is – that is really – I mean it's ne- – more recently it has been, but like it's not – okay. So other places, it's a holiday when they do the main, the real big Correct. voting. There's more like how would you say – it's on – people look forward to it. Whereas here, like the only people that look forward to it is like if you care about it. Yes. And I mean honestly, it really should be a national holiday. I think most people would advocate that, yeah – that vote like it's a fundamental constitutional right it's what our country is ultimately built on yeah it's just as important as like memorial day or any other right. day that we have off election day it's when we as a country choose the future like of where we're going like kind of a big moment yeah as we can tell that it's not something that should be taken lightly so but you have this tension like i was saying is that in the smaller elections lower lower voter turnout people don't see it as as important and so you have a state like virginia where they do all this crazy stuff and so uh, Repu- uh democrats in the most recent election ended up uh it was 50-50 and they only won i think 4 of the 11 house seats mm-hmm. or something like that and just by rewriting the map to make it disproportionate, then Virginia as a state was able to start passing laws and stuff like that that people – that really impacted people's lives, for, you know, and not for, for the better either. But you see – I think people people don't see the cause and effect of government. I mean government obviously works best when you can't see it. But like, you know, saying Glen Ellen, your garbage doesn't get picked up, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to notice that. Like simple stuff that the government needs to do to function, I think – is reflected in those people who you elect on a local level. Like, if your garbage suddenly isn't collected for a couple of months and everyone, you know, the roads are just yeah. filled with garbage and you're, you're going to look to who to, like, who did this? Like, who is causing this problem? Give and, us more jobs! Give us more jobs, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, or exactly that. If you're, if you're unemployed and you feel like your town isn't, you know, or your city isn't giving you adequate resources, you're going to look for who's going to change that. Who's going to be able to, like, make my life better? But if your life's already good, there's complacency yeah. about it. Are there, would you say, uh, certain areas of the country that are more involved in voting 
than other places. Like, for example, people in the, like you said, people maybe in the community of any smaller communities of Virginia are maybe, are they more apt to vote than people in the smaller communities of the Chicagoland area? Or is it usually like something happens and there's a particular event that affects a certain group of people that maybe for one or two or three years or whatever, some small time period that they would yeah be more involved? I can't really recall historically how it how it goes in regards to what states are the most votingest, but you notice that when there are times of particular turmoil mm-hmm. in the country, you'll notice that there's significantly higher turnout in the following election cycle. Like the year that Obama was elected, there was a lot of tumult. You know, you had Sarah Palin as vice president and potentially the first black president yeah. to be elected. So you had uh, that was reflected both in Obama's election and in the wake of that, people were very excited, so they were turning out, mm-hmm. you know, the supporters or whatever they like, wanted to be a part of this movement. Uh, and then on the other hand, you have Trump's most re- recent election, which you had people who were very angry and upset at government and being told that, you know, all the rights are being taken away and, and they're just living in a hellhole. Like, yeah. Very upset about that. And so their emotion, anger and fear was used to get them out to vote. But now you see in the wake of that, there's a resistance to the way that Trump's presidency has unfolded in being very anti-women, anti-minority, uh, you know, anti-immigration, all these sort of things. So you have all these sort of groups popping up all over the place and activating in their local communities. So the most recent, you've seen primary after primary and uh, special election after special election, whenever Congress people have to vacate their seats, for whatever reason, resignation, or mm-hmm. they get appointed to a cabinet position, then you have to find a replacement for them. So the state holds, or the district holds an election, a special election mm-hmm. that normally happens shortly after. We've had about six or so special elections. And I believe that Democrats have won four out of the four last ones by pretty significant margins, including in states that voted for Trump as well. So... These are small races. Like, these are just for a district. These aren't in, in state races. Mm-hmm. But you see significantly higher turnout because of how much turmoil there is in the government. Yeah. You know, I feel like it all depends on how aware the public is that the government exists. If the government is not very aware that – or if the public is not aware that the government really exists and just is going about their lives, it's like the government doesn't really exist, they're not going to turn out to vote. People are aware the government exists and are hearing everything is going horribly, everything is going wrong, like this is a disaster, then they're more likely to vote because it's interfering with their personal lives. Government's not working. What is uh, – if there's a small child here today with just so much hope and in its innocence and has not yet been who's uh whose optimism has not yet been stained by reality tell them to listen to an episode of what would you, <laughs> change everything <laughs> what would you and they say ricks one day i want to be the president of the united states realistically what would somebody have to do to be president are they wasting their time if they're 18 years old running for alderman or something weird like that? Like, you know what I'm saying? The old adage of work, start from the bottom and working your way up and, and you just spend time and, you know, and you'll get where you need to be. Realistically, what was what does somebody need to do to gain a position of power? <laughs> well, those, there are two, two – that those are two separate questions. One, like – can anyone believe that they can be president and like actually be president? I feel like that's one of those things that 
you have to have you have to be a very special person to be president of the United States. Even if you're someone like Donald Trump, like he's a very unique figure. Like there's a reason that he became president of the United States, and that's because he has very like the X factor. But the thing that every single president of the United States has had is the firm knowledge that they will be president of the United States. Not one of them have have ever doubted that they are capable of being president of the United States. And normally it's from, in their biographies, they say that from a pretty early age, that they believe they are special. So there's like that, a sort of like a godlike complex yeah. that you got to have, um, that you believe that you can lead a country of 350 million people, mm-hmm. that you are the person who can do that. Got it. So you got to have a big ego and you have to have a good way of being able to communicate with people, an effective way of communicating with people. Okay. Um, but in regards of getting power, like... There are so many different ways that you can get, quote-unquote, power, like, especially in the political field. You can take two different routes. You can take the the um, strategic route, or you can take the war path. <laughs> it's like you you either go down the route of you destroy everyone, like you, you work to attain power so that you crush... Frank, any, any Frank Underwood you. style. Frank Underwood style. And then you have the the sort of the compromiser who who is able to effectively manage lots of different personalities and and leverage those mm-hmm. personalities against one another so that ultimately the cream rises to the crop and you end up basically you sounds also like you. another Frank Underwood it's, style exactly <laughs> and you don't have to be one or the other a lot of times it's a fusion of the both but you tend to like you can lean more heavily on one or the other. Hey, uh, Bob, I was talking hey, to Bill over here, and uh, he said that your wife is ugly. <laughs> hey, Bill, I was talking I to Bob wife. over here, and uh, he wants to fuck your sister. <laughs> like, <and> just, <laughs> what? What? And yes. then just work him like that. Yes, but in a positive way. Yeah. Being like, <laughs> you know, Victor, you have some really special <laughs> gifts. Like, you could, you could really what? do some, you know, like... I don't know. You could donate your Help, hair. Uh, sign a piece <laughs> of legis- legislature, and uh, I'll make sure Bob uh, Bob Fox, gets Fox out your of the sister. way. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just okay. Uh, that's I'll really make sure. Funny. He doesn't, yeah. So yeah, no. It's um, you gotta you, you gotta lose some of your soul as a politician because on some even level, if you're Obama, yeah, I think that you have to desensitize yourself to most people. Really, like you can't really. Put value in the opinions right. of ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the country. Like you really can only truly listen and respond to a couple dozen people in your life who you know, trust, and like can rely on. And so it's a very and you're like there's only four other people. On the price here. of corn seed is going up. What are we going to do about that? Well, let me tell you about a story <laughs> about a little boy named Billy. From 50 years ago. And then, like, I see now why they don't answer the question directly. They tell stories and do other shit. Exactly, yes. Like, the problems of 99% of the people are not the problems of the country, so to speak. They're more, they're little things that don't affect the country as a whole. Exactly, yeah. Like the price of corn! (laughs) And just think about it. There's all this hope, fear, anxiety, like, all these emotions directed towards you from everyone. Like, if you're a person in power, if you have power, you're going to be getting lots of things, including... People who want to use you, including people who want the best for you. And it's all jumbled together and you can't really – it's very – only successful people are able to navigate which 
people they can truly trust and bring into their inner yeah. circle, and everyone else is just sort of white noise. Yeah. And that's why you see – it's interesting. That's why you see celebrities, when it takes them three or four days to apologize for something that they do, that's because they don't listen to the initial blast. But if suddenly their friends and inner circle have heard about this and are like, oh, yeah, I don't agree with that. You should probably apologize. That's when they apologize. They've talked to their inner circle, and their inner circle says, yeah, right. you, you probably did a bad thing. And those are the people they listen to. They're not bending to public pressure. Right. They are listening to their inner circle and saying, okay, I, I trust you, trust you, trust you. If you t- say I should apologize because I did a bad thing, like, okay, I'll apologize. And I'm not doing it for the people. I'm doing it because I trust and and respect what you all think mm-hmm. about me. And if I need right. to apologize to regain yeah. that respect, among my friends, I will do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to kowtow to yeah. the the Russian Twitter bots. Like, yeah. It's just not really Gosh. Worth it. it would to be like ju- that would be such a nightmare to be living a life of reaction, whether you're the president or a celebrity, instead of listening to yourself and your close group of friends or family, like just to like they said, you can't please there's you can't please everybody. And if you try and please Everybody, you're just going to end up ripping your hair out of your head. Yeah, you're going to end up pleasing no one. Yeah. Man, I love just not – I lo- <laughs> okay. I just say I love not bending over for people. Like I love <laughs> – that sounded funny. I love <laughs> – Bending over I what, love, Victor? No. Bending over is, what? What I meant to say is, like, when people, if there's a situation where, like, people are like, oh, you should probably apologize, and I've thought about it, like, no, not going to, like, yeah. this doesn't deserve an apology, mm-hmm. and I don't care. And I don't care if everyone thinks I'm wrong, because I have my opinion, and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But I'm sure that, say, me and your mom and your dad are all like, hey, Victor, like, dude, you got to, like, make amends. Oh, maybe. Like, yeah. And so, I mean, it, there there is a certain point where there is, even if it's just one or two people, Yeah, there's that circle that we trust and will listen to and will respond to. But, you know, outside of that. And that's, I think, what a lot of people are not learning in our day and age is that they feel so much pressure from, like, they're not used to being celebrities. Celebrities have this ingrained in their head that they only listen to people who are close to them and ignore everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how they became successful and that's how they stay successful and yeah. stay sane. Yeah. Most <clears throat> insta-celebrities these days are people that are suddenly receive huge attention mm-hmm. for the first time or whatever, have no idea how to respond to this because it's like, you know, everyone seems to be telling me, like, Tens of thousands of people are telling me I'm wrong. Like, that's a lot of people. Yeah. That's more people than have ever paid attention to me before, and they're all telling me I'm wrong. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this is so overwhelming. Like, yeah. like I must be a bad person if everyone's telling me that when the reality is. It's like, don't, like... Don't listen. Don't listen. I mean, yeah. it's... I wish that our education system did a better job teaching this to kids, but, like... I, I had the benefit being in a in a public sphere like that was advice that sort of circulated mm-hmm. around me. So I just naturally grew up understanding how public figures interact with the public. Yeah. And to see people flounder so much in the social media day and age, just regular people, when they end up getting this hatred, like social media destroys people's lives on a daily basis. I bet. And just devastates people. And a lot of people take it really seriously. I mean, look at the issues of cyberbullying, for example, mm-hmm. and kids who commit suicide from that. It's like we need to be taught who to listen to, who to trust. 
Like, you can't trust the internets. Yeah. As nice it is, as it is, you can't put your trust there. Anyway, my point is, you need to vote in the primary, and my recommendation is, come with me to vote. Can I just do it on the computer? <laughs> <laughs>